0: Today's sponsor is Dees Fish Co. in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. I have been breeding a species of fish that I got from all things fish on YouTube. I drove all the way to Iowa to get this endangered species of fish called Cryptoherus nanoluteus. Certainly go to Dees Fish Co. to check them out. They have them on sale. I've been breeding them out. It's the only place that I vend them to. So if you want a piece of this particular fish, go to DeesFish.co. You'll see their link in the description or see them in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. You don't want Doe's fish, you want D's fish. Let's kick that podcast.
1: The Aquarium Guys Podcast.
0: Jimmy, we done did it. <laughs> no, we did not. We did all the bad things. What do we? What do we do? We have one of our listeners that joined the Discord and sent us in what they would like to call either the Aquarium Guys drinking game, but more importantly, the Aquarium Guys bingo card. What? But before we begin, I'm your host, Rob Zolson. I'm Jim Colby. And
1: I'm Adam El-Nashar. Hey, bingo! Hey. We
0: got a bingo card right there. We got a right bingo there. card right there. All right, so the Aquarium Guys Bingo. If you haven't listened to us before, apparently we're a little something called predictable. I'll read you each square one at a time. We'll have a bit of fun before we start the podcast. for real Sometime later. I'm
2: going to shoot you in the forehead with a
0: 45 Magnum. All right, uh, first... See if that's predictable. <laughs> first square. Schmelta <laughs> is dissed. There's three sh- or bleeps in one sentence. And that's when we swear. A guest is made uncomfortable. That's every time. Rob cries about his arowana. That's every other time. Someone yeah. jokes about cocaine for some reason. <laughs> cocaine is no joke by uh, people. <laughs> a large group of people are offended. Well, that's a given. Adam misses his intro cue, so check that one if you're listening at home. <laughs> there you go. HR needs to be called. Nine-inch cholo wood is made sexual. We also sexualize six-inch cholo woods for though. Hey, for those of us in Minnesota that where it's
2: cold, three-inch cholo wood is good.
0: Right. A dildo is referred to. That's all you. Yeah, that's an aquarium dildo for those that are listening. By the way, I'm going to pause there. <laughs> if you're listening and you're in the Minnesota area, you can go to Dee's Fish Coat in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, and behind the counter, they have brand new glass aquarium dildos from the aquarium guys for sale true story but
2: you have to ask it because it's under, yeah, well under not, the
0: counter it's under the counter i hope so the you police come to, in and just bust you you got to talk to the guy behind the counter and say you got one of those aquarium guys dildos
2: you, you have to say hey i know adam elnishar he knows a guy it's <laughs> you and you've got a f- <laughs> dildo
0: oh we got bingo a, we got we got a question how much are they twenty five dollars what Sale. Wait wait right. a minute.
2: Question. Yes. New or used? Brand new. Okay, then they're worth 25 bucks. If you're used, brand I, don't new. Want, I don't want some skanky fruit. Frickin- yeah, but
0: I mean, wouldn't it be great if you had pre-aquarium cycled? You know, like, kind of like you put, get, buy a sponge filter that's pre-cycled? Wouldn't you want an aquarium dildo cycled? No. Okay. No, no, no. All right, fair Adam? Enough. Just no. saying.
1: I, I'm just in awe that we are selling this. Like
0: This is not the first one we've sold, my guy.
1: <laughs> How many have you sold, Todd?
0: You got to join the Patreon to find out. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not paying to listen to this shit. I'm
1: part of this thing.
0: That's true, so we'll talk after air. Yeah, maybe, right. maybe get a discount, Adam, or something. Because you're part of the family. Let's finish some bingo squares, shall we? So, uh, Jimmy gets bullied for his weight. That's all you. Adam added to a new watch list. That's everybody. A didgeridoo is played. Now, I believe you're ready for this one. I brought it. It's been a while. I brought it. Play it. Do you want me to play it? Give me one, at least uh, a good good hearty toot for right, the audience. Guys. Here we go. All right, there's another bingo square taken care of. There you of. go. New tank is encouraged. I mean, that's every episode. every week. That's every week. If we're episode. not encouraging you to do, you know, start another tank. You're listening to the wrong podcast. Go go find someone else to listen to. Shade is thrown on Jimmy's ex-wife. That's that's probably me. Uh, if you could just once more, what we're going for squares here, Jimmy. Once you get naked, uh, furnace kicks on. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Rob says something suspiciously gay. That's every podcast. That's every episode. Salt is promoted. A sand versus gravel argument occurs. That's about every third one. Adam lies about being a f- fan favorite in the emails. What Adam knows a guy is another no, square.
2: That, that's, that's every episode.
0: A new merch idea is thought of but never executed. <laughs> that's twice a day. Adam's fatherhood is mocked. Harassing the Ohio Fish Rescue is encouraged. And Okay, if you're listening, that's a fantastic square for bingo it. game. Do it. Harass the OFR on all of their live streams from us. And, and make sure you tell them it's from us. Yes, please make sure you tell them it's from the, our community. And then Jim blaming Rob's bad behavior on microwave radiation. Well, that's because you run the microwave with the door open all the time. That's exactly right. See, that's you what you have a lot of squares that were just checked off and reading of the
2: bingo card. That's correct. So so what's the prize? What's the prize? Are we actually going to play this sometime or are we just talking this shit is on the People can go,
0: go on at home or you can trade that in for, you know, if you hear trade it, it in for- trade it in for a drinking game, you know,
2: Oh. either way. Oh, I like that. But apparently, I mean, when I'm drinking, and I'm playing bingo. People have to dab my my thing because I don't pay attention because I just kind of loose. Not dab my thing,
0: but dab my. I I, yeah, I think we're good. We my, we dab my on. thing. We can move on. We can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple other updates to to let you guys know. We got the bingo card, yes. And then if you join our Discord, Discord Rub. is where our community's at and where Jimmy dabs things. So <laughs> go to the website, aquariumguyspodcast.com. Bottom of the website, you'll find the link. Link's also in the show notes of this episode. Join our Discord. It's a lot of fun. We got a bunch of people live. I'm seeing people sending us pictures of their fish in beer cans. Join up. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. And in here, when you said you're sending pictures of their junk, I thought, oh, God, here we go. Oops. But you
2: said beer cans and fish tanks? Yes. Okay. We're good, then. Don't send pictures of your junk unless your junk is (laughs) amazing. I mean, I I don't want to want to see anybody's
0: junk. Well... Any guy's junk?
2: What if he's got three things that he wants? You know, maybe he's alien. I don't, that'd be kind of cool.
0: Well, we also have put in- uh, like going to. Robbie's. I'm not gonna play this. <laughs> in Discord, if you go to the audio channels, we have a sound bar for all users. And in the sound bar, we have some VIP exclusives. We have Adam's sexy bit that you've heard a few times at the end of the podcast. That is, that is sexy. We have Willie the Shrimp advertisement <laughs> as in the soundbar. But most importantly, a hidden extra that's only been on Patreon is Jimmy being racist. So if you want to listen to what? the clip of Jimmy being racist, join the Discord. Oh, was that when I went to the Seven Eleven? No, that's when you're making fun of Adam. It was even <laughs> better.
1: Oh, that still Did makes you me have pee. anything of me being racist. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. You are, you
0: you are the, the most the racist edition.
2: person I know.
0: So, gentlemen, any news or updates before you jump into the
2: podcast? What you got, Adam? Anything exciting happen in your world? You got a new tank? Not yet.
1: I'm working on trying to get a dispensary started.
0: Hey, call me. I'm in. What?
1: Yeah. For those of you listening. I'm right on the border with Minnesota. Yeah. Or right on the border with Wisconsin. So I get all that Wisconsin traffic. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) The only thing I have a question of is apparently our governor said that you can walk around with 32 ounces of marijuana. That seems like an ungodly amount.
0: And the total, total amount you can keep in your home is seven pounds. Same do you know living. how
1: much seven pounds
0: of weed is in Minnesota? I actually, anywhere. I actually do, yeah. That's an insane amount of weed. You know, yeah. I, can, I can tell you I how mean, much a pound of cocaine is, too.
1: Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, there's another, another bingo <laughs> square.
0: There's another bingo square.
1: Somebody's three pounds over.
0: Man, I'm three pounds over. <laughs> okay, good to know. Th- uh, thank you, chat.
1: All right. Somebody was bringing me kilo bars, Ooh. and I was like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> kilo bars? They were what like, that? you know how much cocaine that is? And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot.
0: I have been talking to another person on a different uh, Discord server. You whore. I have been. It's been a great time. It's Shout out to you guys. It's a place called Fish Wiki. Check them out. Uh, There is this one uh, gal on there, I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name, but she was telling me a recipe that she mixes rapashi and weed together. To really? Feed critters. So I am hoping that I can convince this uh, dear person to uh, come on the podcast. She is a fish uh, connoisseur and works in the industrial marijuana trade by uh, profession. Really? So she knows what she's doing. Right. So I can't again can't give out the information until I get permission. But I really hope to get her on the podcast. So then you
2: can tell her the story about how the time you gave a kitten Benadryl to keep it to sleep, yowling <laughs> all hey, night. Same
1: hey. thing, isn't
0: it? Hey, that, that I'm glad that one's stuck in your brain. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Stuck you know what
1: I found out. <laughs> (laughs) Between my first and my last kid? No.
0: Where babies are made?
1: Well, besides that, I figured that one out. They have warning labels on the Benadryl now saying this is not a sleep aid for children. And I'm like... Doesn't, yep. doesn't say Who the f actually does no, that?
0: that's a big thing actually. In like the parent classes or whatever from the hospital, they said that you're not allowed. Do not give your baby Benadryl to put it to sleep. Like that was part of the same instructions on like don't shake the baby. It was like right next to it. Really? Apparently, that's a big thing. Now, do I use it to drug my drug my cats? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Says <laughs> so yeah. nothing about kitties. Nothing about kitties. So you guys are from a different generation where where my children were born, and they go, "Here you go." That was my training.
0: Yeah, I thought I was, but then I made a joke. Uh, I I literally told the doctor, I'm like, how should I shake the baby? Like, is it a vigorous thing? Or I just want (laughs) to like, don't want to shake it like a pepper shaker? Is it like one of those shake wakes? Yeah. (laughs) You know, where you see that girl doing this here? She had no sense of humor. She told me immediately that, nope, sorry. Now I had to go through training. I was punished. I had to go through an (laughs) hour and a half training course because I I lipped off to her like that. It was hilarious. Uh, I, I just sent you through there twice
1: right you know what they did for me was they did they gave me a, a huge thing on uh, at the mail they were really pushing the postpartum depression thing which i'm like jeez you know what they did for my first one because the nurse was like oh you guys have to watch this video on postpartum depression and she's like you guys are new parents and we're like no this is our fourth and there she was like okay well we legally have to have you watch this but they were like really pushing that video for postpartum i didn't realize that that was such a big thing now well they're in the business of that- selling
2: drugs adam and so they, they got con- to they, they convince you that you've got depression so they can sell you drugs. Who knows?
1: I wonder who the, who's you, I want to, I want to survey from the dozen people that are here. Who are 13 people? Who are the biggest drug pushers? Anheuser-Busch. Drug Bush. Pushers or doctors? Who, doctors and who? And, or actual, you know, drug people like drug dealers, nope. like pharmaceutical people. Who's the biggest? Who's the biggest pusher? Anyways, doctors or dealers.
0: Anyways, um, uh, let's 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 uh, let's get into oh, the. the oh, oh, we got three in a row. I let, think I've alienated the whole group. Let's five. get into the <laughs> content. All right, we're we're, we're derailing here. So <laughs> we haven't even gotten on the subject yet. Now, I'd like to start the podcast by sharing a bit of a mistake. That I have made on the podcast. I'm going to share it with you right now. If you're listening to this, back in the past, we did an episode called Fan Questions Number 4. It is the 96th episode of the Aquarium Guys podcast. We attempted to
1: special for episode 100 before I forget?
0: Uh We're still, like, this is, I think, 99. So we're, we, we're getting there. Are we going to do something spectacular for the 100? We'll, we'll talk about it after. But Let's do it naked. Done. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was too easy. That was too easy. Let's, I, let's do it naked and I'll wear a dominatrix outfit. For those that are listening, that's the bingo square of Rob's being gay. So I'll uh, check <laughs> that one off. Anyways. <laughs> next. Oh, no. Next. So in episode 96. 1 hour and 29 minutes in, we answered a question for Cheese Wiz. And I'm going to replay the bit so you can tell us where did I screw up. Now what episode is this? This is 90 episode 96 fan questions 4. So in, it's like 69. In 3 backwards. 2 1. All right. Next one, bacteria bloom. Cheese Whiz wants to know, I've done two <laughs> water changes over the last two weeks, the tank's still cloudy and suggestions, stop doing water changes. That's number no. one voted. My dick sure does hurt when I hit it with a hammer. You're just the worst. <laughs> All right. What um, should I do? If you have cloudy water, your water's not, most likely not cycled. You know, finish cycling the tank to do Prine. tank syndrome. Hey, Put some pr- so, that little clip right there. Was read uh, aloud. So we, we had the question of what should I do about my cloudy water? Immediately, we had the, the joke of, wow, my dick sure does hurt when I hit it with a hammer. None of that was the problem. The problem was <laughs> me saying, wow, you're the worst. And that was not directed towards Cheese Whiz. That was directed towards Dan and the audience for making that horrible joke. The <laughs> question was answered the saying that you haven't finished your cycle, please finish the cycle. So Cheese Wiz messaged in, letting us know that that wasn't at all what it was. So, give me one moment while I pull up and pull up in Mister Cheesewidge's conversation, so I can go off of, off of here. I hope he slams
1: you so hard. Hey, Rob, there was no audio in that clip.
0: There is on our side, so uh, I'll have to
1: share. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll have to share. You, you didn't play. PTA. How can I participate? Pay, pay the extra
0: money uh, uh, again. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it in a moment. So. <laughs> His res- uh, again, his response in here is that uh, that's not at all what he was doing. He was looking for a no, second pinion. He's upgraded tanks and moved on since then, but hold on. And went to a different podcast. Hold up. More
1: than likely. I would
0: have. He found that it was the substrate causing it. He did more uh, research, found that it was the substrate causing it, and he said that there probably was also too many other fish kicking it up as the problem, but it did go away afterwards, and the tank was cycled. So I did do a formal apology to this guy. But we get a ton of questions in all the time of, hey, my tank's cloudy, what's going on? I just And they won't give us extra information. And to find out, they just set up the tank, they're still doing a bunch of water changes. Maybe they just finished the cycle, but then they do another 80% water change and then don't do anything about the chlorine, so then it kills their cycle. So most of our questions that we get very much lined up to that. So I wanted to put a public apology. And in honor of Cheese Whiz... We're going to do an entire episode on our screw-ups. Wow! Right, that was your screw-up. That was that was that was was
2: yours. I'm I'm owning it. Clarifying. Do you you do a whole episode on your screw-ups? Because I'm damn near perfect.
0: You're damn near perfect. (laughs) Damn near. (laughs) Well, I I think I could fill an episode of just my screw-ups. Easy. But I think we can all share the little round robin. Who wants to go first? I think Adam should. Adam, you want to go first?
1: All right, so it this is my personal. This wasn't my personal screw up, but it is something that I learned up uh, before I bought my pet store. Jim knows how my pet store was set up, so you know how you walk in the right in the door, mm-hmm. and there's just a solid wall of fish tanks, like Correct. what 30, 40 feet down. Correct. So I don't know if you remember this, Jim, but do you remember when how they had originally had that set up?
2: Yes, I was delivering there for many a year.
1: Yeah. So originally how they had it set up was they had the hoods and then they had back filters and then they had under gravel units and then they had them all hooked into power strips and then every power strip was daisy chained into the next power strip because there was only three outlets on the wall and there was like 65 tanks on that wall. At least. At least. Well when I was there and this was in the summer before I had bought in the place one of the employees had accidentally spilled water because they weren't paying attention. That person, I made sure was fired. <laughs> well, that's a cute one. And they spilled water on the back of the out uh, on the back of the tanks in the back of the tanks. And then what they did was it landed on one of those power strips. It set that power strip on fire, which triggered the other power strips. So I had four fires I had to put out really fucking <laughs> quick. And that's when I learned don't daisy chain power strips and I cut back on the electricity use like the minute I took over I unplugged a bunch of the back filters and and I just cut the like it saved me like a thousand bucks a month in power too but still
0: so how was using your first fire hydrant or the what do you call those little fire outie things that the cans the fire extinguisher oh, there that's the, the, the one news, we didn't we didn't <laughs> oh have God. one we didn't have, we didn't one. have one
1: so it, we couldn't afford you one. know, you know what I ended up doing
0: splashing
2: water on electricity
1: no I just unplugged all of the power strips that were on fire as fast as i could
2: as he's standing in water and as i was standing
1: in in water in the back yeah it was i'm like i made the people people leave yeah it's an extinguisher i know it's an extinguisher (laughs) but still we didn't have one
0: you do with what you got right you do with what you got that's that's pretty substantial like that's a good learning experience even in walmart back in the days when i used to be a manager at Walmart. Manager had certain electricity codes. You had to put a tag on every power extender, uh, like a power strip, and they had to have a, a tag on it displaying it only for 90 days. So if you wanted to put up like a display of a TV or a Christmas tree and you wanted to use one of those uh, cords or power strips, 90 days, and then they had to re-up and re-tag it every 90 days if they wanted to keep it up. Just so you're, you're in knowing of that being there and being a fire hazard. That's cool, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Because, I mean, a lot of fires start from those cheap-ass $3 power strip thingies.
0: I mean, how, I'm a younger guy, but how many times have you sat there and been like, I only have a two-prong outlet, and then you grab the players and then break off the ground to plug it in? Been there. <laughs> been there. Done that. <laughs> not, a, not a good time. So I lived in an old
2: house, and they had the really old-fashioned plug-ins, and you know how the, the new plug-ins now where one is just a little bit wider than the other, the polarized side? And st- I took a grinder and ground down the other ones that would fit in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It fit. It worked. I got a feeling it's going to be a lot of uh, electrical mayhem, this uh, this podcast episode. Well, actually, why don't I just do an ele- uh, my next one? I'll, I'll take a turn, at him. So, I set up a recirculation system with nine 10-gallon tanks. I still have it, but this was when I first set it up. put in a new glass heater, and it worked great, but the glass heater was under watt, so it was continually running to try to keep up any type of heat and running 24 hours a day, it being the bottom of the sump, never turning off, and being close to a couple of other objects that moved into it caused a lot of issues. So what I didn't know is that the seals on the uh, glass heater were opening and allowing water in the, the heater. Uh, because the rack was up above and put on blocks, uh, it really... Uh, Didn't cause an issue of like grounding out to the ground, so it was retaining its own electricity. Well, my fish were kind of acting funny. I wasn't understanding why. I was checking pH. Then I decided I had a hole in one of my socks standing on the concrete floor in my basement, and I'd reach in and grab, and I feel the current go from my thumb all the way through my body to my feet. That's where I'm like, what's going on? So I'm checking pumps, I'm going through everything. Did you do it a second time to see if it didn't? I couldn't find it. So I'm trying, like, which tank was doing it? Because there's nine tanks. And sure enough, thumb-ow, thumb-ow, thumb-ow. And I just kept going, like, not realizing it's all recirculating and it has a continual water flow and it doesn't matter which one I'm touching because, again, my brain wasn't working. So I'm just sitting there repeating myself. Because of the microwave. myself. Yeah, because of the microwaves. So I go through. I check each pump. I check everything, not realizing I even had a heater in the unit. I reached down, grab the heater, and just sit there and hard cock electrocute myself. Like the h- lights in my house flicker style electrocute myself, and then burn my hand on top of it. You I, know,
1: this explains a lot. I know. I'm just thinking of the
0: same thing, Adam. I hit the ground. <laughs> the I don't know doing? what.
1: This explains it all.
0: I hit the ground. I don't know what to do. My, my hand smelled like burning fish. It was disgusting. So be careful with your heaters check placement and you know it doesn't hurt check it every 90 days like we do the strip core I have electrocuted myself so many times with different fish aquarium heaters get yourself a titanium grounding probe if you don't know where to find one you can go on aquatop.com they have one message them that the aquarium guys sent you have those on hand someone says well when should I and how long should I use my titanium grounding probe for ever the correct answer the real answer should be every tank should have one that has a heater because it's not a matter of if your heater going to fail it's when they only have a certain life expectancy titanium glass whatever they don't last forever it's a coil inside of a object that's conducting electricity for your heat it will burn out it's a filament almost like it's set up for failure so we can sell you another one right so you know if it's doing that to you imagine what it's doing to your fish my fish, there was just oh. enough water, got lucky. Maybe it was in the sump and it was far enough away. But, man, did I take the brunt force hit.
2: And that's why Rob is a great criminal right now because he has no
0: fingerprints because they all burnt off from that heater,
2: so he can go out and do all kinds of naughty things and not get busted. Unless to
1: <laughs> your
0: DNA
2: somewhere. <laughs> like a
1: bad boy. And actually, so somebody's asking how would the fish be acting different. So, Skittish. They don't understand. Yeah, they, they're very skittish. Um, discus, it really f***s with discus. It darts them. The discus were just, they were bouncing off the bottom when, it, when my heater gave way and broke. An electrocuted dinner plate size f- and oh, I'm still pissed about that.
0: There are fish that are sensitive to electromagnetic currents in the water. There, you, you can do something as obvious as, of course, an electric eel, which is more of a knife fish than it is an eel. Those create their own electricity, but there's also more blind fish that use sensors sharks have them, for crying out loud. So there are species of fish that are more electrosensitive than others. Some fish were not bothered in my tank. Do I remember which fish it was? No. Am I going to plug that heater back in to figure it out as a science experiment? Maybe when I have lead gloves. But, (laughs) again, all I remember was some fish were acting squirrely in the tank. Don't remember which ones because the I don't know. Maybe the electricity fried my brain a little bit and I was more worried about my hand and shitting my pants. <laughs> the smell of burning flesh and poop. If you electrocute yourself to a nice degree and you already had to poop, you might just push out a little bit. Just saying. We're talking about screw-ups here. I'm a- this is my confession hour. I'm having fun. This is that's what happens. The rest of us are kind of gagging a little bit in our, th- in our mouth. But. You know, maybe we should start selling aquarium adult diapers if you don't want a titanium grounding oh, probe. Just that's saying. A, that's another we idea. Should, we
1: might as well sell aquarium guys adult diapers. I titanium probes. We're already selling dildos. I so. could. There you go.
2: I could use that uh, adult diaper when I go to rock concerts because I drink a lot of beer and I don't like missing anything. So
0: there are so many things that we could go over and have gone over in the past on what not to do with aquarium heaters. If you want to listen, we did an aquarium heater episode in the past, but we'll happily rehash if you want to ask more questions to us. But definitely grounding probes people.
2: Yeah, it's, it's still to my amazement how very few ceramic type heaters are out there. And nobody's pushing them. And, you know, they're kind of a hard plastic outer shell, ceramic on the inside. They also will still leak through the top eventually.
0: Nothing's perfect.
2: But the glass ones, I mean, like, I right now I have two breeding pairs of Discus. We have a third pair coming here next week. And they will freaking, if you s- turn on the light and spook them, you know, I mean, they'll run right into that damn heater sometimes. And for the first two weeks that I had that those first two pairs and stuff, every time I walked in the room, they darted and uh, now they're used to the, you know, me or my wife walking into the room and stuff. They just kind of come to the front of the tank to be fed.
0: Yeah, now he's doing strobe light training. He's got the disco ball in there. Well, that's from our bedroom. Oh, never mind. Exactly. Jimmy,
2: <laughs> Jimmy you got a screw-up to share? I do have a screw-up. I do have a screw-up. And I know you'll know about this, Robs, because this has happened to you, too. Oh, good. So for those of you who, who have done fish rooms and you run the PVC pipe throughout your room and you um, a lot of times like Rob's has got a small half inch I'm running it a inch and a half and anyway. It's not about the size. It is about the size. Mine's bigger But anyway um, Depending on your pump if you don't glue them together They'll blow out if you have too much back pressure and especially if you're running like I used to run a five horse gas blower and that thing that thing would blow off the end if they weren't glued together. And so then you walk into a, a fish room that's dead because it's blowing air, because it, it, it cut the PVC and it popped it open. But anyway, my screw up is learning to not use PVC cement in a unventilated room. <laughs> and I'm looking at Rob's. <laughs> Because uh, you're you're down there running this rubber cement and this PVC glue and you're gluing stuff together. You're such a dick. And all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're singing Kumbaya and We Are the World and all kinds of shit you wouldn't listen to.
0: We are the world. Exactly. We are the people.
2: And you go upstairs, and my wife looks at me, and she goes, look at me. I go, well, what? She mm. goes, your eyes can't even focus on me, can they? I go, you're mm. beautiful. And then I lay out in the yard for about a half an hour to try to get my... Uh,
0: and that's when you had the windows open, the yeah.
2: ventilation. Yes. I, and if you do it in the dead of winter when things are sealed I did. up
0: tight. I know you did. It was hilarious. And you called oh, me, the, I've been puking. Literally, I did it in the dead of winter. <laughs> it wasn't a big project. I just had to do like a, I don't know, what I would like to call an eight, where it's literally like, it was designed like an eight pattern. So I did it. It was about, you know, five feet tall, three feet wide. And I got so... So high from that small amount of time With that uh, toxins in the air I, My wife found me on the floor Giggling Just giggling on the floor I could, <laughs> I, was, I physically couldn't get up without her assistance Yeah, She sat me on so the wait, bed How
1: is that any different than any other time She's found you on the floor giggling
0: No, it's normally she finds he had on his the clothes on the floor From time. electricity or something oh. else
1: <laughs> you know, she, I, bl-
0: Eyes were bloodshot She sat me in the bed It took me a while to come fully back When I did I started vomiting And I shat blood yeah,
2: yeah, it's good stuff. So highly, you know, if you're in the drugs, do that stuff. That was not fun. And so that's my screw up is is not gluing my PVC together. And then when I did finally do it, to do it in an unventilated
0: area. You know what did it? I cheated because PVC glue is two parts. You get the two colored cans, the purple and the the purple and, and the pink or whatever it is. I forget what the other one purple and the clear. And then you're supposed to put them together, and then that those chemicals bond, mm. right? I got the stuff that was pre mixed. That stuff is worse, apparently, I was told by the, the stoner at Home Depot. The stoner? <laughs> well, there you go. That's probably, don't talk to the stoner at Home Depot. What should I use? They go, oh,
2: man, this is, Oh yeah, this, this shit right here is what I'd use. This will knock you on your ass.
1: Yeah. Is that uh, right up there with, like, huffing gold paint?
0: Yeah, that is quite a thing. I, I remember the first time that I I swear to God, I'm putting a warning right here. If you're listening to this, we are not telling you to do this. This is what we're telling you not yeah, to please do. Please don't
1: do this, kids. This like, is, this should not be an episode that you let kids listen to. This is
0: not But Gold we're Paint you to is do. is what people like because
2: it's a better high. But, but that it gives you that cool ring around your mouth. I know. <laughs> the first time I saw that, I was working at a grocery store and this guy comes in at six o'clock in the morning dressed as a fucking <laughs> clown, I swear to God. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and he's just goofy as hell, and he's got this big old Metallic ring. I mean like glitter and I'm going has he been f**ing huffing a clown's ass or what? <laughs> and anyway, he comes in and he steals just a ton of shit and we're all watching him and he looks at us Dead-eye is like so we call the cops the cops come and stuff and they start emptying out his bicycle He had a bicycle with a basket and it had like three or four bags with and three or four cans of aerosol paint and stuff And Anyway, he came back in the next day when he wasn't high. he said, I'm sorry. I stole from your stuff So I'm still prosecuting your ass <laughs>
0: Yeah, you have to. I've worked I've at yeah, a cop, grocery store as well. And the had, cops just took them away. Yeah. Mine was, they, they did the Ready Whip cans. Yes. I had a cart with a couple, of, you know, a few cases. It was Thanksgiving, and they had the Ready Whip cans on sale for pumpkin pie. Yeah. Well, I turn around, I help a gal with her groceries out to her car, I come back, and the in- I think two or three cases of Ready Whip. Uh. The tops were ripped off. They, it was just filled with whipped cream, but no air. They uh. huffed all the air. So we look at the cameras, and it literally, you could just see the <laughs> kind of the, the the pepper white spray just flow across their face <laughs> as they're hitting multiple cans at once. Same thing with uh, vanilla extract. It's like sixty-five percent alcohol. So people come in and steal that and drink all right. that. I'm putting a, I'm putting a top on this one. There's way too much bad advice here. This is not advice, people. Do not do any of this. All right, Adam, what's your next screw-up?
1: Well, I was going to talk about heaters, but since you were a dick and decided to use that one, I'm not going to. So I will actually talk about the very first time that I used Quick Cure. I was like 12 or 13, Quick. and I thought that Quick Cure was the best thing ever. I was working at the pet shop before... I was managing it. Is I was that, just a young stupid kid. Is
0: that back in the day when it was blue?
1: That was back in the day when, oh, Quick Here's not blue anymore? No. What, when in the f*** did they change the color? I still have the blue shit.
0: I still do too. I have the clear shit.
1: <laughs> okay, so apparently they changed the color on it. They have. And I'd like to use it because it's good to just, if you see Ick, you put it in there and it, it kills the shit real motherfucking quick. I'm trying to get three <laughs> in a row, but I don't know if I did. <laughs> you
2: got it. No, I think I did it. I can't believe you did that. You <laughs> got it. You got it, bud.
1: Bingo. And, but, anyways, so I was putting it in all these tanks, and I started losing neon tetras. Like, I'd put the dose in there for the tanks, and the neons were just zipping around and acting all goofy. And then the Corys were like making loops around the tank. And I'm like, what the hell? And Jim was coming in that day, and I'm like, Jim. What did I do wrong for all these fish? I'm treating them for qu- for ick and everything. And he looks at me and he goes, Dumbass, you can't give it to scaleless fish. And then I go, he goes, did you look at the back? And I go, no. And he goes, look. And then he makes me look at it and read it because that's how Jim makes you learn. Yeah, he doesn't like, <laughs> and here's then- how
0: you should do it. He just throws papers from the 80s in your face. And Rob goes, can you, can you, email, me can you email me something? Can you
2: email me something? Can you email me something? Could you text it? Can maybe? you text it? I don't text people either. I
1: hate so texting. So, yeah, I just thought that, I mean, I lost a few Neons and, and Coreys and I'm like, huh. And Jim goes, no, don't do it again. Go do a water change. So he made me do a water change, and he goes, you can use it, but only at half gold.
0: You know, on the same note, my first time using Quick here, I broke the container, and it spilled across my face, and I looked like a sp- uh, like a I, ra- I just raped a spurf for a week. <laughs> it was literally, it looked like I was doing some sort of Braveheart rendition. <laughs> Is so bad. I, I at school kid you not blue across my face I would literally just sit there and just scream free that scene freedom where they're like ripping off his testicles you remember the end of that movie <laughs> no I
2: don't remember that
0: it's William Wallace for those that hasn't you know done anything in history it's the whole battle on Europe and at the end you know he tries to fight for his people for freedom but they rip us his rip his nutsack off his torture
2: you know you, sh- you should you should probably it's, sue that guy that just took your idea there where you got blue shit all over your face and ink and stuff and, and, and sue jelly roll just sue his ass jelly roll jelly roll had blue in his face No nah, but he's got a lot of tattoos It's pretty close oh. <laughs> okay I, I
0: love my, I love me get some jelly roll all right so yeah be careful with that. methyl and blue is the there it is freedom you see there Jimmy that's that's me that's a picture of me uh, with quick here on my face yeah with muscles yes all right thank you Adam for that. For those who don't know, Methylene Blue is an ingredient in some of the Quick Cure brands. Mardell, I think, is the one that still has Methylene Blue in
1: it for
0: the name Quick Cure. By the way,
1: I uh, know a guy, so I got a bunch of the illegal chemicals <laughs> that you can't get anymore. Same.
0: Same. I found a bunch of the old Cordell bottles. So if you
1: want to. I did. Mean, I found all kinds of the old shit. I'm like. But then the guy was like he messaged me and he was like, Did I know? Are you he was arguing. And he was like, Hey, do you want these antibiotics? And they're like twenty years old. I don't think they're still good or they're gonna be really, really effective.
0: <laughs> don't don't
2: use use just just start out. When you start out and go they're old, just quadruple the dose, start from there, work your way up. like <laughs> right. what could happen? You end up sitting on the floor with eating Orioles with your dogs. There you go. <laughs> All right, so
0: my turn. Back in the day, Which was like, what, a week ago? No, back in the day, I was really excited to watch my first assassin snail when I was a younger kid. I went to uh, the old Benjamin Franklin, and they had some assassin snails for sale. I'm like, what's that? And this uh, old guy comes out, because again, I was a kid and everyone's old, Kevin, the store manager, and says, hey, those are snails that eat snails, or so I was told. So I bought a couple, brought them home, and it was the coolest thing in the world, watching a tiny snail eat another snail alive. I don't know if you've ever done it. Specifically, if you have an assassin snail, watch it hunt down, tackle and eat a ram's horn snail because ram's horns have hemoglobin in their blood. So it literally you could watch the red blood squirt out of it as it's eating it alive. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. So almost as cool as giving a kitten Benadryl? <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> we fast forward and we uh you know I'm an adult I have my own home and I'm like you know I have these really nice big like baseball size mystery snails I'm like there's no way a tiny assassin snail's going to bother and I really like these so I picked them up I bought them I brought them home and I put one of those uh Um, mystery snails in the tank, and the mystery snails, I'm not exaggerating, like, it was on the line, baseball, softball size, huge, huge old Gary. So I put it in there, I'm like, yeah, there's no way it's going to have a problem. So, a few days go by, and the thing's acting weird, it's on the top of the the tank, I figure it's going to be dropping eggs, and it's kind of jerking in the tank, and then I notice it has sores all over it. And I sit there and watch, and turn off the light, and these assassin snails pack hunt, like wolves, Never knew this about assassin snails, but if the snail's big enough, the assassin snails will group together, take it down, and I, sh- I shit you not, collectively kill a baseball-size mystery snail. That was a hard lesson learned. That was a big a- a- L on my part. It died horribly. Like, little chunks getting bit out of it until it finally Why died.
1: Why didn't you just take it out of the tank?
0: It was too late. At that point, it was basically dead. I'm like, well, enjoy your kill. Like, I watched the well, lion pack take it down, and it was already going to be dead. There was no saving it. I had other ones. I didn't feel that bad. But that is the moment where I figured that assassin snails, they're they're a crazy bunch. They will pack hunt a big animal. Oh, look at my snails
2: so, got okay. sores. And maybe it's got syphilis.
1: So here's what I want to know. If we get a tank full of Malaysian trumpet snails. Are
2: you saying, like, buy a new tank?
1: Yeah. Okay. And we just... We we just get a brand new tank, throw Malaysian trumpet snails in there, because they'll colonize the whole thing and be indestructible in about what a week week and a half tops. Yeah, tops. How many how many how many assass- Do you think they can out reproduce assassin snails?
0: That is a fact. Yes, I have done this experiment. They do, and they do out reproduce uh, um, the assassin snails if there's if the if the environment's perfect for it. If they have an infinite supply of food, the trumpet snails will. Out, uh, outlive the assassin snails if you have a uh, you know one to one point five ratio.
2: Because assassin snails, I mean, how many eggs do they release at a crack?
0: They're slow breeding. Are they comparative? They're slow breeding comparative to a trumpet snail for sure. But anything slow breeding comparative to a trumpet snail, trumpet snails just blow shit out of their butt. They're asexual. They can reproduce at a very small size, and they give live birth. It's insane what they can do. Kind of like you. Um, but in a normal scenario, as long as you're cutting off the food supply, eventually the assassin snails won't win. But given that they have a you know a nice size food supply, infinite food supply, they will they will definitely out the assassin snails. So when I've
2: had trumpet snails, I always found the best thing to feed them was a bottle of Hylix or Clorox. Oh yeah, they Bleach, love Clorox. Bleach works. Clorox or Hylix, I just can't. Believe I had to my one of my scripts, I had a 125 gallon tank with probably 75 adult breeder angels in there. Anyway, I had probably about two inches of gravel, which is a lot better than sand. And anyway, I threw a, a piece of or a bunch of pleco tabs in there because I had a few plecos. And I turned off the light, and that was the first time I ever saw. I had when I turned the light back on the next morning, I had hundreds of these snails on top of the gravel eating. And for the next, uh, after doing some research on the Internet and stuff, not even knowing what I was talking about when it came to trumpet snails, I sat there with a, a, a dinner plate and put stuff on the dinner plate every day and night. And in the morning, I'd get up and it'd be covered with them, and I'd pick them out and throw them away. And I thought I was getting ahead of them never did. But anyway, my total script on that 125, which was my favorite tank to this day that I've ever had, we got a new RO unit in. And we decided to do a, about a 50 60% on RO water change into this aquarium tank to get them to breed. And we did that and about three hours later, I'm looking, I'm going, what is that? And here we'd put in too much RO and the body slime came off every angelfish and we lost every one of them over the course of about three or four days. And so I killed 75 adult breeding angelfish from too much RO
1: water. I've I've done that too, I've killed killed fish that way. In fact, I actually called you about it because, and you said, yep, I've done that before.
0: That's how Jimmy and I met. Jimmy and I met because I was at the grocery store getting jugs and jugs and jugs of R.O. water. And that's how I met. It's like, don't. You're going to strip the slime coat right off of him. I'm like, no, 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 no. I mix. I haven't had that before. I went home and I mixed extra well uh, after <laughs> that's what meeting I first met. Jimmy in the grocery
2: store. At the grocery store. And I wish I had kept yes. walking that day. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing this podcast whatever the hell this is. I'm so sorry. That's okay. It's been kind of fun. I mean, I'm not sorry. Yeah. This has been fun. We've we got a good friendship going. You know, you We've be- touched belly buttons. No. No, we don't touch belly buttons ever. That's you being gay.
0: <laughs> hey, there's your yeah. bingo. There's hey, your bingo hey. square. Dob that. Dob it. All right, Adam, your turn.
1: Okay, so you remember when fish tanks keeping was fun and you could order whatever the hell you wanted and nobody really, really could when complain? fish keeping Was fun. I do remember. Yes. Well, okay, so it's changed because like there's shit that I want to buy now and I can't find it. There's, it's the same with, like, lizards. I've been out of the game for, like, 10, 10 or 12 years, and I can't find half the shit that I thought I could get. I used to be able to get on a daily basis. And you're the
0: guy that knows a guy. And I agree.
1: I, and that's the scary thing. You remember the good old days? You'd be able to
2: buy the dwarf seahorses from Coral Gables, Florida, and they'd send it to you in the mail? I've looked for well, that they guy. they still for, do that. I cannot find that, dude. If you find it, let me know, because I'd like to have a little tank of dwarf
0: seahorses. We had a list of seahorses okay. on, and she said she'd send you them. I want little Wait, horses. what? We had Alyssa's Seahorses on as yep. one of the guests. Mm-hmm. You were you were there, Adam. You were there. It was there. yeah. We had a seahorse episode. You can still get them, Jimmy.
1: Okay. Yeah, you can still get them. Anyways, Adam, no, but I don't get no. Ranger Rick I'm magazine
0: anymore. About, your, your thing, Adam. Let's go.
1: I'm talking about like the really cool stuff, like the venomous conch snails that will kill you faster than you can feel the reaction of the dart. <laughs> Why? Like that type you, of fun shit. We. You like we your wife? Why do you buy the sports stuff? stuff? So I I mean yeah I do. I mean I like my wife better than yours. So even you know what Jim even my grandma didn't like your wife.
2: My first
0: one. Come on. My first one. Let's get to the story
1: here. Your what? First wife. So anyways, <laughs> I was ordering bingo. I was ordering some I would go and whenever I'd see something new on the list, I would go, "That looks cool. Let me order it." But then there was this one time after doing no research I did no research. I just would get the fish in, look in the, look in the book, see what could come close to it, and then I'd just put, okay, this should be sold for this. So, but anyways, one time I ordered stonefish, and I think, did you bring me <laughs> I those? did. I sold them to you. They're venomous. <laughs> they're venomous as fuck. <laughs> They're so bad, I put them in a tank, because Jim was like, I'm like, Jim, what do you know about these things? And he goes, well, I think they're venomous. And they and look like, well, they look like a stone. Yeah. They literally look like a rock. And he goes, he goes, well, I think they'll survive in brackish. So I put in, I put in, I dumped, basically, I just threw a tank together in about 10 minutes. I just grabbed a couple of scoops of saltwater salt and threw it in a freshwater salt tank and just made it kind of brackish over the period of a couple hours. And then I'm like, well, what do they eat? I don't know. I'll throw some goldfish or something. <laughs> okay. Well, I couldn't get all the fish out. So then I left him in there, and I just threw... I, so I put the stonefish in there, and the stonefish is just there. It doesn't do a damn thing. Lays like, the it just like sits a turd. there all day. Like a turd. Yeah, it just looks like a turd, and you're kind of like, what the hell is this? This is kind of worthless. And then I started throwing fish in there to feed it. And then I found out that they actually released the venom in the water, which is probably not in a, good, in a 10-gallon tank. Not a wise idea to go sticking your hand in it also for future reference stonefish when you have stonefish in the tank and the they have the venom in the water your hand gets tingly Um,
2: i'm so glad you didn't put something else in the tank (laughs) no it made my thing tingly
0: do it again wait what do you call those dick wipe strips roman strips those wipes that make your dick numb what? Uh, uh, I'm
2: way there you go. back we up the truck. That.
0: What are you talking about? You, you've you heard like those little, like you, you watch like some some content creator and they, they say, hey, use my promo code for like Roman dick wipes or whatever they are. No, I have not seen that. Hold on. I'm looking I it up. Am I saying this. it correct? And I've got two friends here. There it today. is. There it is. Roman, and they call them endurance wipes. It makes any skin it touches, it makes it's benzocaine, it makes the skin numb. So it's literally supposed to make you last longer for those that are premature. Just a couple wipes and you're good. I'm just saying, have a 10-gallon tank of stonefish dip your junk and you'll be ready to go. <laughs> so obviously And here Bobby I've been using Aura Gel for
1: years. Aura
0: <laughs> Gel. What'd you say,
1: Adam? Apparently Robbie has that problem where he needs to use yeah, at least yeah. two dude wipes.
0: <laughs> no. No, my buddy, he's like, I literally see like a little pack of Roman wipes. I'm like, are those the dick wipes from the like the podcast ads? He's like, yeah. I tried it. I couldn't do anything for four hours.
2: <laughs> Why don't you just put on a freaking condom?
0: Oh, lidocaine. Pretty much for your wiener. No, I think no. it is literally the active <laughs> ingredient is benzocaine. <laughs> so, anyways. This has got nothing to do with aquariums. Anyways, stonefish no. and tingling.
2: That's okay, where we're at. So, so, you had your drunk in the stonefish tank. Continue.
1: So after like a month and a half. It lived that I long? Could, yeah, it lived forever. I actually ended up selling it. So I had a guy drive down from Duluth and he looks at it and he goes, that's a stonefish. And I go, yep. He goes, isn't it like super venomous? I'm like, yep. I go, if you put your hand in there, it's kind of tingly. He paid me 75 fucking dollars for that thing because I didn't even have a price on it. I'm like, I don't know, 75 bucks. And he just goes, okay. And he paid (laughs) it. I think (laughs) the thing cost like $12. I was
0: going to say, I said 12 bucks was the price. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Uh, I don't know if that's... Uh, that that's a pretty pretty bad one to top.
1: That, All right, it's it's called not not preparing your the people for that. By the way, I'm pretty sure it was also the same guy that he bought that. Mm. He was the guy that they called me from Duluth, where they they called they gave me a call in Duluth one time, Fish and Wildlife, yeah, or the Minnesota DNR, because there was a guy that got bit by his cobra and it killed him. Oh, and he had this this house full of venomous shit in there, and they were like, "Can you same, come yeah, get same everything?" Guy i'm like well is everything caged up and they're like no we're pretty sure cobra's loose and i'm like i don't have a snake hook and they go oh i'm like can you turn down the heat and then i can go get it well we have another guy coming from the cities that knows how to handle these okay what did you want me to do what did you want me to do well we thought you could catch it well where am i supposed to keep it put it in your pants not a lot of thought I process. I already have one in there.
0: <laughs> also, we did get a message from chat here. I thought this was a good one to, to go over. He said, "Numb your hand in the stonefish tank so you can use it as the stranger."
2: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I've been using my left. I've been using my left hand. There you go.
0: <laughs> oh God! Eat right. a couple of gummies. Use your left hand, and the all stranger danger. This episode's to the toilet. All right. That's where most of our episodes end up. Anyway. I- I'll make you feel better, <laughs> Adam. I'm a- I'm gonna do a good okay. one on my list. So. For those that don't know, I've done this before and after, and I don't, uh, you know, learn my lesson. When you import fish from another country, a lot of those places put chemicals in their water, fish treatments, that are very illegal, federally illegal to use as uh, a... <laughs> As anything for fish I know that Jimmy knows that I know that the first time I did it I didn't know Jimmy I imported fish in and I got sores burn marks across my hands from getting the water on onto them didn't learn my lesson there so Jimmy uh, and I order some fish internationally Jimmy of course knows this warns me I'm like ah I'll be fine and I get such a horrible skin infection uh, from a small, tiny cut on my hand from getting uh, in from some of those import things, it goes up my up my hand, up my arm, and I'm getting freaked out. I go to the doctor. They immediately uh, put it in wrapping, all kinds of goodies. They put me on broad-spectrum antibiotics, and they're threatening to put me in the hospital. Because they think I have some sort of uh, bacterial infection, sepsis, going through my system. I could have put you on antibiotics. From imported bags. <laughs> Put me on antibiotics.
2: Rub an old fish bag on your forehead. Fish
0: bag antibiotics. So for those that don't know, there's a lot of crazy stuff that can happen. Whether it's chemicals, whether it's some sort of uh, international infection or something you can get from bacteria in the water, do not risk it. If you get any fish from uh, any international place, treat it like a quarantine. Get kitchen rubber gloves. Don't let that water go anywhere. Net your fish through. Clean your nets after the fact. You don't know what you're going to get, and it, in some cases, could be life threatening. Ah, you're a pussy. <laughs> You and I have gotten some weird <laughs> shit happen to our, to our hands and arms before.
2: The, the, the worst thing that happens to me is if I have cuticles or those little hangnails on my chest. Yes, chin, and that's that, where it came
0: from. Actually, that's mine, one of, one that's where mine
2: always started to. I, I used to get uh, burnt from those chemicals quite a bit and stuff. And I got to the point where I was wearing long sleeve shirts, but pff, I put on gloves, you know, never did that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll get... Like, one time, my thumb, a little hangnail got from that, and me dipping my hand in one of those international bags. My thumb blew up like a balloon and then dripped... Literally dripped pus for a week.
2: Yeah, there's some crazy stuff that they use overseas that is not regulated by anybody and uh, is kind of dangerous. You know, you're talking about about importing stuff, and and this is something that I learned, and I don't think it's really going to affect anybody, but I'm going to share the story anyway. So I get a phone call from my elementary school, and they go... Is this Jim? I go, yes it is, and Stephanie said, "Uh, can you come down to the school today? We'd like to talk to you about something. And I'm thinking to myself, this can't be good. Anyway, I get down there and Stephanie said, does any of this look familiar? I go, yeah, that's all the packing papers that I get with my tropical fish when they come in. Well, my son had asked, he asked, he asked me, he goes, "Can can I take some of this for show and tell? And it's newspapers from Thailand. And it's got, like, a, a big story, picture of, of some stuff and, and all this, you know, language that you can't read. And I go, yeah. I said, I told him he could take it and stuff, So he because they were talking about different foreign languages. And I said, this is pretty cool and stuff. And then the principal goes, yeah. He goes, I thought it was really cool, too, until I, I saw this. And he turned it over, and there's a freaking naked girl from the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> and I went... Shoot, I said I didn't see that part. He goes, Yeah, I kind of figured. So he he said uh, next time he goes, maybe we'll do a better job of of looking at this before you send it to school. And I said, Yeah, I, I definitely will. And I, I see this principal from time to time, and uh, he says he he says to me,
0: Still important fish? Importing fish? I go, Yeah. He goes, Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Can confirm. Was it the second to last order I got internationally had nude women on it? In the, right, and in it's the, just in the loose paper in the packing. It's just on page five or whatever they do. I mean, yeah, it's it's normal. Well, I was talking to a guy. He was the head IT person for a national gas station chain, and he said that he got a call from human resources in their Chinese location because they have a lot of their products manufactured in China to bring over to the gas stations. Uh, The Chinese location contacts them saying, hey, the firewall is blocking content for our employees, I need you to unblock it. Oh, what content? Can Can they not get to their work applications? Can they not get to an important site for the local news? Uh, Nope. They want to unblock porn because apparently in the area that they were in, it's common when they take their 15-minute breaks that they're just going to go consume porn in the break room. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's a very different culture. More uh, nudity on public items like papers and yeah, different culture.
2: Yeah. Our our friends uh, just got back from Spain. We just had dinner with them the other night, and their their middle child, who's 20 years old is over there for schooling for Spain. And so they they flew from Minneapolis to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Madrid. While they're at Amsterdam, they thought, you know what, we wanna go see a part of the city. It's 11 o'clock in the morning, let's go check out part of the city. And so they have their younger son, who's a senior in high school, and their middle child, who's 20 years old, and they go walking, and they end up in the red light district of Amsterdam at 11 o'clock in the morning. And the two boys were so embarrassed to be with their mom and dad, because all these females were sitting and doing the old little naked dance in the window thing at 11 o'clock in the morning. And Heidi said, I don't know what was funnier. You know, me and Ty going, this is pretty cool to my kids going, Oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that. And I'm here with my parents. And <laughs> so they said it was this very interesting that the culture being so much different over there. And, and they were only in Amsterdam for like four or five hours. And so they were talking to some of the locals and they said, is it safe to be down here like at night? And he said, you know, until about midnight. And after midnight, it goes crazy, and you don't want to be anywhere near here if you're a tourist. And Here tourists,
1: we go. Ooh, I want to go, Jim. Here yes. we
2: go.
0: We got uh, we got one midnight? of our listeners that just popped a comment in. It says, it's all over Europe. I was in Romania, and I saw Topless Girls on TV at 10 a.m. Yeah. On, on public television. Yeah,
2: and, and these boys, you know, one's a senior in high school, and he's going, yeah, yeah. And then the middle child's like, so embarrassed. And <laughs> Ty goes, well, I know which one of my perverts is. Hey.
0: <laughs> so, Adam, it's your turn.
1: Um, well, okay. So I did the quick here. I did the daisy chain. I did the... Um, remember when you could get the good stuff? <laughs> like I did... feel like that's the podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You remember the good days? We can get the good stuff. <laughs> you remember? Well, I shoved it up my butthole. <laughs> I, I buttloaded. Okay, we're going to put
1: you in airline tubing, Robbie.
0: So what good stuff this time, Adam?
1: You remember when you would order live rock? It was actual live rock? Yes. Like, they took dynamite and they, <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> dynamite.
0: They harvested
2: we're it from air natural air locations. It yeah, wasn't farmed. Not, not with a the hammer. They used C uh, C4. <laughs> yeah
1: and i'd order buckets of live rock yes and then i told you guys the story of how i got the uh how i'd get the i got the blue ring right yeah and i'm I'm gonna get another one but anyways the other the one the other stuff that you'd find like i liked opening the buckets of live rock besides the smell because you never knew what was in the lot the live rock and you wouldn't know for Um, four
2: days afterwards either
1: yeah the one time, did I tell you, Jim, that I, did, I think I told, I called you up because I found a pistol shrimp in there? Yeah, well, the, yeah. The amount of stuff
2: that comes in that live rock at that time—they'd come for those of you who've never shipped in live rock. It comes in a five-gallon pail, basically wrapped in wet paper, tall or wet or wet uh, newspaper. I mean, there's not really any water in there. Yeah, but it's been harvested over in Indonesia or wherever it came from. And we used to get when Ty and I would bring it, we'd bring in four or five hundred pounds at a time, and we'd go up and get all these five-gallon buckets from the airlines. And they're like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" And the amount of stuff that would come out of there was incredible.
1: Oh, it was awesome. I'm pretty sure like three. There was illegal species in there all the time. There was always something awesome. One time I got live clams. The only thing that the, the what I'm going with this story is how it was a screw up is. I before I realized this that you're supposed to rinse it off with some salt water. I would just put it in the tank, and I poisoned an entire tank because of all the dead st- silt and everything. All of that bio, dead waste, just the tank couldn't handle it. Even though it was an established tank, it just couldn't handle it. You just crashed your cycle entire- from the shit on the rocks. Yeah,
2: the, the smell. <laughs> yeah. You open up a five gallon pail, and the smell was incredible. God, it
0: stunk. Yeah.
2: And you swear to God, you everything, everything so was in there stuff. was dead.
0: Sounds delicious. We
2: we we, ha- we opened up one time and there was, we had a, a about an eight inch moray eel come slithering out of the rock that had been dry forever. And we Yeah, had and him.
1: it was still alive.
2: Yeah, we had him forever. We kept him. His name was Kevin. Kevin the Moray. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just put in live rock and just watch your shit die.
2: Yeah, we had, all right. We but had that- a th- Ty Ty and I had a three hundred gallon big rubber. What do you call those those big you have of several back here? Yeah, the cattle troughs. Cattle troughs, the big rubber ones. The rubber made ones. And and he would get in all this rock and we would put it in there and we had lights above it and stuff. And Kevin lived in there and we'd throw in flipping goldfish every couple of days and stuff and, and the goldfish would be gone. I mean he it hit the top and Kevin would come out of nowhere. Poor Kevin. Did you ever figure out what kind of mooring eel Kevin was? No, it was it had spots on it. That's all I remember. <laughs> Had some spot, had some kind of like little white spots on it and stuff. Because we're, I remember we were going, oh, you know, because we're such good saltwater guys. Maybe the things got ick, but it was just
0: this (laughs) metallic stuff it had on it. So it was kind of incredible. Sweet. Well, yeah, my turn. So I decided with Jimmy's help that I was going to put up a shrimp rack, and the shrimp rack had multiple shelves, so I could fit on there twelve two-and-a-half-gallon tanks. And I had a nice shrimp colony going there for a while. That rack's still actually behind Jimmy in our studio right over here. And for those that uh, have seen our live stream, some people have seen that wooden rack next to my stairs on the on the camera. But what it was, again, it had those shrimp racks. And then on it, I got these, I think I bought them off from Ty because Ty was emptying uh, one of his warehouses. I got these long, I call them river tanks, but essentially they were frag tanks. You would put different coral frags in them. They were, what, Jimmy, eight inches wide by, what, four foot long? Three foot long? Yeah, acrylic. You know, like acrylic. Acrylic units. Yep. And they had dividers that were pre-built in them, so you put your corals in them and it could flow flow down. And you were supposed to make a recirculating system for salt water out of them, was the idea. So he's used a bunch of them, but these are extras that he had that he never never used, so I bought them. And I wanted to take a Dremel, cut out the dividers, and turn them into one long you know, river tank. So I had three of them. I decided one was the sump, two were the tanks, and I used PVC pipe and made a recirculation system out of them. Now, what I didn't realize is that these had, uh, the recirculation systems I did before had the water return valve above the water line, meaning that when you turn it on, it literally you would trickle the water into the surface of the tank. These had the return in the center column of the tank. Something I haven't done before because they were already pre drilled. They already had bulkheads because they were supposed to be pushing salt water through and having these fittings and valves to put pressure to have flow across the corals to grow coral. So I used the same fittings, I left it in the tank, and I got the whole thing uh, going. Now, what I didn't realize because I haven't used that particular light switch is that the homeowner decided that he was going to put a lamp on that light switch so he had it wired that when you shut the lights off and you go upstairs, it also shuts that light switch off which controlled the entire uh, recirculating system and I couldn't figure out for the life of me because every time I come downstairs the lights would be on, the pumps would be working well I flipped the light on at the top of the stairs so I flipped the light on It's enough time for it to spin up the the stuff. So here's what would happen I'd fill up the recirculating system, everything would look good. I go upstairs, I go all the way up to the kitchen at the top of the stairs, flip off the light where I'm not hearing it because I closed the door behind me. And then I come downstairs, and my basement had water all over the floor, and the recirculating system just shit everywhere. I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? Is the pump kicking out? Is something happening? And it took. Maybe 12 times of flooding my <laughs> floor to get the idea that when the power goes off, when the return heads are in the tank, it's essentially siphoning out the water to the sump below, literally like you would have a siphon hose to that level and taking all that water and putting it in the sump. Now, when I have two tanks and then one tank below the same size as the two tanks. That water flows down, overfills it, and dumps the essentially one of the three tanks to my floor. It spews. It spews and dumps all over my carpet. So if you're making a recirculating system, I love recirculating systems with UV filters so they don't have to share disease. I love them. If you're making them, make sure that your return spigot is above the water line. Otherwise, you're just creating yourself a... Or the sump is big enough that when the water siphons back down, it doesn't go to your carpet. So that... I have not restarted that system. I had it working for a while. I even paid an electrician to make sure that circuit was off of the light switch so it uh, quit shutting off. But I got sick of that. Anytime you had a small little electric brownout or the power goes out in the middle of the night, it kicks off and my my floor is covered in water. I just got so sick of it. So now I have these tanks. I haven't done anything with them since. Uh, They're dry and I'm, I'm coming up with something else to do with them. Plant some cactus in there. Plant some cactus plant some cactus so yeah don't uh don't put your return tips in the water don't put all your bunnies in a basket don't pour all your eggs in one basket there we go
2: bunnies eggs whatever jimmy what you got learning experience so we were so excited my buddy ty and i found somebody who was breeding piranhas now somebody in the united states breeding piranhas is very tough to find they're I think not, there's
1: only three. There's two left, I think, in the, in the country. Right. And Those they,
2: are
0: actual farmers that farm out piranha, yes.
2: And they usually won't take on new customers. They normally don't advertise because they don't have to. It's like these blackworm guys where there's only two or three of them in the U.S. People somehow find them. And anyway, we were so excited to find this guy and got a hold of him. And he said, yeah. I said, how many do you want? And I think we bought 300 piranhas that were the size of our little fingernail.
0: Yeah, they're small when they they're come in. They're small, and, and you
2: have to send them when they're very, very small because they go through the damn bag. Now, these are red-breasted piranhas, which are kind of the pussies of all the piranhas, because we've had the other ones. We've had, uh, God, the black ones. We've had the, the gold flake metal one, whatever, and they are aggressive as hell. Whereas, like this tank, if I dropped a net in there with three hundred piranhas, I would just reach in and grab because they're small piranhas and and they're pretty skittish.
0: And if you want a quick recap, we have a whole episode that we talked to Frank Maginallis. I'm butchering his last name. Uh, he was. We were at Very able to get him on the podcast to talk in depth. And uh, sadly, he passed away since we've talked to
2: him. Very, very
0: knowledgeable guy. No one else yes. was better to talk to about piranha. But he, do continue.
2: Yeah. So anyway, we had these. We got these piranhas, and we we find out the guys breeding them in cement vats. And when I say cement vats, I mean what are those things they call where they bury people? Vaults, right?
0: Oh, the yeah, cement coffins.
2: Yeah, the 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 cement that the coffins go into. a Vaults, yeah, right? The vaults. So anyway, if you go down to Florida and and you are able to go on to like 5D and some of these different places that breed fish and keep fish, they have a lot of of these cement vaults lined up, hundreds of them, and that's where they keep the fish. And they put a bulkhead in there, they put in aerators in there, and they can put on thousands of fish per per vault. They don't have to worry about them blowing away in a hurricane because they're freaking cement, they're low maintenance, and the cost isn't that bad on them from my understanding. But anyway, so we we talked to the guy and he's breeding them in cement vaults because he says they're very skittish and if they see you, they'd rather just stare at you and try to defend their territory than breed and stuff. So I said, I finally had success breeding them in these cement vaults. He's doing it out of his garage. And so we get 300 of them and the guy says, all you need to do is keep them really well fed. And so what we did, thinking that we're so smart, we lined up probably, we had a 110 gallon horse trough, rubber one. and. He told us, he said, take a bunch of plastic bags, like garbage bags, and shred them and hang them from the top. So it's kind of like seaweed hanging in an ocean so they have places to hide. And so the first one we do, we we do just that and we kill 300. And we're like, what? I mean, they're all dead like in, in a day and a half. And we find out that these garbage bags have some sort of film on them to keep them from sticking together.
0: And the toxins killed them all. The toxins killed
2: them all. Okay, sweet. But it took us a while to figure it out.
0: So sniff your bags, and if it smells like potpourri, it's probably poopy yeah. for your fish.
2: Yeah, or, or how about you just use, like, plastic
0: plants, you know,
2: rather than using garbage bags. Sure. So Or Walmart bags. I bet there's no chemicals on there. But yeah, I'm sure not. <laughs> so anyway, back to square one. Okay, call them up. Yeah, I got more. God, because we love spending money. <laughs> send us, Send us some more. He felt bad for us, so he said three hundred and fifty because he, he felt bad for us. He said, "I'll give you an extra fifty, so you guys can try to make up some of your money." Because I gave you bad advice. Okay, so now we have this thing full, full of plastic plants that we've had in other tanks. That are you know, every fish keeper has got that box of goddamn plastic plants that are brightly colored and every ugly. Every fish keeper, yeah. And so we yep. we loaded this thing up with plastic plants, and we went. You know what now. We've got a, a board that goes across the whole thing. And we've got six feeders on this thing. Six feeders. And we're feeding pellets. We're feeding flake. We're feeding whatever we got. And we, we put on six feeders on top of this thing. And then we put a light on it. So they could eat all night long. Well, apparently if you leave a light on it 24-7, they'll eat all the eyes out of each other. <laughs> so, in about two weeks' time, now they've gone from... The size of your little fingernails to almost, you know, almost a nickel size. The majority of them don't have eyes. They look like blind cavefish, because some asshole fish in there starts eating eyes as a delicacy. And the guy told us that too after we we called and said he goes, yeah, he said if you know if you don't keep them well fed, we said well we had them well fed six times
0: a day they're getting fed. You had to you had to keep a feet auto feeder on them. Yeah, we had six auto feeders, and and he says yeah you just got to keep them in the dark. Son of a bitch. Frank told us that, too, that uh, you got to keep them uh, dim lit or curve the aggression when they're young. Right. And so, because we like throwing money at a problem. You bought more. We bought more. We bought our third batch,
2: did the same thing with low light. We actually kept them covered, and we only probably lost about 20 fish out of those 350 and made some money finally finally, but by the time we get done selling them. They're certainly not in the black No, by the time we get done selling them a lot of them are the size of a quarter and now you got to use six bags <laughs> to Bag them up so you could take them to a store to sell because they and, and so what little money you made you spend in freaking bags So that was my little
0: piranha how to lose money story so I can confirm. I got some people that still ship piranha and whatnot. And what they'll do, also, not just piranha, but like pictus cats, stuff like that will poke a bag. They're now putting them, they're getting cheap plastic containers, making sure there's holes uh, drilled through the plastic containers. They're putting the plastic containers in a fish bag. I mean that's that's the only way Smart. you can take uh, care of it. Yes, it costs more, but I mean not much more. A plastic container is not going to be that
2: bad. Right. I mean, and they're already putting oxygen in the bag and whatnot and stuff. And, right. And a lot of the a lot of the when I get fish from Secrets Farms, especially like pictus or if I get discus or something that's really skittish. Some of the big quarries. they the, all got spines. They'll they'll take sedantes cats. Yep, they'll take those bags, and you've seen those bags where they come in and they're they're half black. Yeah. And, and and some of those things they'll take and they'll put another black one. So it's 100% black when they're shipping it. Keep it all dark. Keep it all dark and try to keep them calm.
1: When I got my uh, gold piranha shipped up, the Peruvian gold ones, you yes. know, the super, super aggressive ones, they shipped it in a ba- its own in in styrofoam container full of water, and then they had shipped it in a five-gallon bucket, and it was taking chunks out of the bucket.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> He was wow. pissed and you know uh, what the, part was?
1: the guy that bought it, he drove down cuz he was like cuz nobody would bring him in cuz they're just such a pain in the ass. And I'm like, well, the oh, mortality when they
2: come in, huh? The mortality rates about 90% on those damn things cuz you can't get them here alive."
1: Yeah, well, I did. I got one and I got one alive. And then I'm like, "Okay, here you go." He was just astonished to see that it was alive and everything. And he goes, "Well, how much is it?" I'm like, "200 bucks." I even warned him and he goes, "Oh, okay." Well, I only got one seventy-five? You better find the other twenty-five bucks, cause otherwise I'll throw it in the tank. You never see these things anywhere. He paid the two hundred bucks, but yeah, I mean, bye bye. I made like, it only cost me thirty-five bucks to bring the damn thing. In.
2: Yeah, they're very hard to find. I mean, and usually when you find a rare one like a black or or the, the gold flecked one, you know, it's somebody's pet that they are just tired of feeding. Right. And and the thing is, they never have an idea how to hell to ship them either when they're that big. What do you
1: got, Adam? Yeah. What's your turn? I'm pretty much done with all the the stupid stories that you know. All right, I'll, I'll you guys know my lionfish one and everything else.
0: I'll, I'll keep them coming. People have listened in and heard about my arowana story. For those that haven't heard it, you can listen to pri- uh, prior episodes past. But I'm going to rehash it today. Y'all been y'all been bitching, making memes. You Hold on know, about about Rob's arowana. Hold on, I'm going to go get a box of Kleenex for you. All right, y'all can just you know all over me. All right, so so. <laughs> Robs, uh, I feel like we have a nice diverse selection. Adam used to run a store for many uh, many years, very successful store. Jimmy's been wholesaling for many years. Uh, what was I say thirty plus years Jimmy correct uh, been doing uh, doing a lot of good out there. I am the you know out there guy I like to sample a bit of everything I go out uh, I will drive four states away to get a fish I've never had before I've, I've sampled a lot of weird weird things so uh, with our powers combined we make a mediocre podcast so in <laughs> in our endeavors uh, Rob's sees that a particular wholesaler that Jimmy and I work with has acquired two things a particular blonde stingray and a arowana so i don't know if you heard the story i got the stingray in it was feeding well we're doing a good time but it actually choked on food and died it was a horrible mishap that i blame on nobody other than bad luck when i was there my roommate looked at it because he was watching it happen as i watched it happen he's like what's going on i'm like he's choking and there's nothing i can do if i get in there and i pinch him he has a stinger and that stinger may be venomous, especially at this age. I, I have no idea, and I'm not going to risk it. So I'm not going to get my hand in I there to try, to try to free the, free the stingray. I'm not Adam. I should have gave it malt to malt. Right? And as it's dying, my roommate goes, huh, I bet that's how you're going to die someday. And then he <laughs> just walks the fuck upstairs. So that was horrible, but I still got this uh, wonderful black arowana. For those that are listening, arowana, the actual Asian arowana, the ones you see in pictures and whatnot, are illegal, federally illegal in the United States. So if we want arowana, we have to have South American and Australian arowana. So, again, federally illegal for Asian arowana. So, you can get South American and Australian. Those are completely legal. But those particular species, however, they do look nice, are not near as colorful. So, you're generally generally, uh, stuck with silver-esque species. Now, on a list from a particular wholesaler, they were proud because... They said that, contact us about a new species, it wasn't even on the list, so I contact them, and they say that they are, have acquired in six individual black arowana. They have got these black arowana, first time they've had them in the trade, and this was a ways ago, that should date me. First time this particular wholesaler has got them in, and all they have is six, that they're going to select more of their VIP people to get the first six. And I beg, plead, and, and uh, cash in some favors, with uh, Jimmy and, and myself, and I get it in. I get the. I gave you the retarded. I one. already told you the stingray diet. The arowana is doing great. Hand fed. I, I have it uh, fully, like I could follow my finger, do a loop de loop in the tank. Fun arowana. I got a big tank for it. Great. Let's have some fun. Well, there just so happens to be someone that uh, said, Hey, I have a shovel nose tiger catfish a small one that needs a new home. And they're just going to Literally, their plan was to throw it in a Minnesota lake and stream. They should have threw it in that dumpster. Jimmy and I are nice people that try to take in fish rather than watch them uh, get flushed down a toilet or worse, thrown back into uh, nature that they don't belong and cause an invasive species or disease. So I take it in. I don't have any place to put it at the moment. So I'm like, hey, I have this tank. All it has is a, a, a youthful black arowana in it that is... Twice the size of this shovel nose cat. Ah, let's, let's put them together and see what happens. So, I don't know if you've heard the story in one of the story time episodes, but Robs did not know that the shovel nose tiger catfish has some of the same abilities as a gulper catfish, and it swallowed that entire arowana hole. I literally came down and saw just the tiny bit of the tail sticking out of its mouth uh. and the center of this fish so round, it looked like it was some sort of soccer ball. <laughs> Just crushed my hopes and dreams. A throwaway, a literal reject fish ate my prized arowana and I've been bitter ever since and you guys <laughs> you guys have been up my ass on this for a while. I
2: was here, I saw
1: it. Uh, you you literally saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you, that would that happen? I, I didn't care. You ignored his warnings.
2: <laughs> uh, I got tears rolled away. The look on Rob's face, he goes, I'd have bet you a hundred dollars that he couldn't have swallowed it. And I said to him, I said you spent more money on that on the fish. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. Uh, yeah, he was distraught, to say the least. Actually I had him on suicide watch for a couple of weeks. So I thought he was gonna kill himself.
0: Now the, <laughs> for for those that are going off, that was a pretty big purchase. I purchased a uh, blonde, very rare Stingray, and you guys can look up Stingray prices. They are they are just the same <laughs> as they used to be. They are terrible. Now, everybody's asking, what in the world did I pay for that arowana? And for those that are listening, uh, I'm going to censor this out for the normal listeners, but this this will be in Patreon, the unepis, un, un, uncensored, unfiltered uh, version. So go to patreon.com forward slash aquarium, guys. Spend the dollar to figure this out. But I spent on just the arowana wholesale. Now, if you don't understand wholesale, if you see a, st- a fish for six dollars wholesale, we paid fifty to cents to seventy-five cents for that fish. It, a, a lot of times, so wholesale, I paid for that motherfucker before shipping. Before shipping. Before I still shipping. Had to pay shipping. Shipping. <laughs> For that fucking fish. At the time, his car was worth about eight hundred. <laughs> my car was worth less. Yes, significantly less. I get that in, and now all I have is this fish that ate it whole. So uh,
2: <laughs> awful. Uh, yeah. That's still a great story.
1: Awful. You know what, Robbie? You could have almost thrown my endlers in there, and they probably would have survived just fine.
0: <laughs> you know? I could have. I really could have. So yeah, that was fun. Now black arowana are nice and cheap. Um, they're oh,
2: they're dirt cheap.
0: Yeah, they're dirt cheap, and th- that was expected. You know, we know how uh, farmers uh, do it. I was I paid the price premium to be one of the first people to get them. I certainly was. I enjoyed it, and I got shit on because of it. But yeah, now you can get a black arowana for just a few few points more than a normal silver arowana, and they're quite prevalent in the hobby thing. Uh, thanks to uh, what oh. they did in farming.
1: So so you didn't So Robbie, I do actually feel sorry for you. Um if I can get one of those baby ones of the special kind, do you want one?
0: Uh you mean of the illegal kind? He'll take I'm two. I'm not
1: saying anything illegal. He'll take two. I'm, I'm just th- saying if I can find some babies, if, do you want one?
0: If they're not illegal, I'm in. If they're illegal,
2: I'm very out. So so what Robbie didn't tell you at the end of the story is that a few weeks later, I'm still feeling really giddy about him <laughs> killing this fish. And so what did they have on sale from Secrets Farms is they had blueberry baby arowana which is
0: horrible by the way
2: <laughs> they they dyed these little arowanas blue or red. And so I bought them a blue one and gave it to them. literally.
0: Yeah, it's funny. They take what they do is they take a silver arowana. It's not a process and I'm they not put proud it, of in the hobby. And they dip them in a in an acid material with color and it's literally a silver arowana with a burnt tattoo hue. It's it's like a they put it in a tidy bowl. Yeah, when you get them, they still uh, they still have a touch of the yolk, and uh, sometimes they're that small and they're they look real blue. And then when they get old, they just have like this shitty tiny tinge of a faded blue. Yeah, it's not not fun. Look like yeah.
2: look like an old Smurf.
0: Actually, I don't even think you paid for that. I think uh, that the story was that the wholesaler threw that in because she liked the story. <laughs> I so think I, I think you're right. That's how it happened. You did not buy that intentionally. <laughs> They wanted to give a consolation prize to what happened, because I th- we I still had the picture of it. I sent the picture to them, and they thought it was so damn funny. We all did.
1: Yeah. Well, is that so? That was Julie, right? Yeah. Yep. At least Julie felt sorry for you when I called her and told her that I was stung by that goddamn dwarf lionfish and my arm was going numb. Well, if it gets any closer to your heart, you're f***ed, aren't you? Like she gave no f- the
0: difference is, is I paid her much more. than
1: you did. Dead. You're <laughs> for that face. Yeah, you're, you're looking
0: for free information. <laughs> well, Robbie she's, gave her a bunch of money. She's looking for another sale. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, she probably figured I wasn't going to be much of a sale after that. Not right. if you're dead, Robbie. You should post the picture on At Patreon. Patreon.
0: I'll do it. I'll post the picture on Patreon, and then you'll see. Uh, it wasn't how I, I originally found it. I originally found it where it was just the tiny tip of the tail. The picture I have is sort of regurgitating it. So you'll still see most of it consumed. Oh, he didn't
1: even he didn't even swallow it and shit it out. He just literally killed it and puked oh, it Oh, no, he pooped no. like a Clydesdale.
0: No, no, here's what happened. All right, so he swallowed it whole. The tiny, it was like one inch out of its mouth. It was all, just a tiny tip of its tail, so I knew it was an arowana. It was basically all it was, and it was literally perfectly round. The thing was so stretched out, it was insane. It looked like it had a softball. It looked like I put an air compressor and just blew it the f*** up. Uh, so then what I did is I thought it was going to die and choke. So I quickly, you know, uh, ran to get a stick. And by that time, I'm like, you know what? F- this fish like panic set in and then I'm like this fish. I'm just going to let it be. That's after so he called me. Then I get my phone to take a picture. And by that time he sees me, he's panicking and he's starting to regurgitate it. So he by the time I got the picture, there's a little bit more than just the tip of his tail out. But eventually he just puked the whole thing up and I just got to see my dead floating marijuana. Yeah.
2: He's still, he still pooped a lot.
0: Oh yeah, he 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 digested a good chunk of it. But yeah, so if this feels better, especially if after that question and answer episode and you feel like we're hoity-toity and above thee, we make mistakes too. We learn every day in our hobby. And um, this is the whole episode's out to Cheese Whiz. Glad you got your cloudy water uh, fixed. And this, you know, my mistake there brought us an entire episode talking about our screw-ups. I got one more. You got another one, Jimmy? Nope, I am perfect. All right, last one for you people. So I decide because again I'm the guy that tastes a little bit of everything. Uh, I still there's fish I haven't had. I'm not uh, I'm not an absolute expert, but let me tell you I've had a lot of fish in my days. Uh, one of them that I started getting into was freshwater clams. I've had freshwater clams in the past. They do a great job. If you've ever had a bacteria bloom in the tank where the water turns green. Generally, what you have to do is a bunch of water changes. You can chemically treat it, but the best way is using a UV sterilizer. UV sterilizer will literally kill the green water right out of it and uh, clean it up to crystal clear. But the second best thing you can do is have freshwater clams. They will filter out the water, and if you put, say, four clams, six clams in a big tank of green water, in four or five days, they'll have it pretty well cleaned out. They filter that well in the tank. They uh, feed off of the nutrients in the water column, all the crushed up flake, anything that they can get. They're a filter feeder in the tank. Wonderful if you have the correct snail, or snail, clam. I, again, offered something to rescue. Hey, I'm getting rid of my tank. You want some of these snails? I've never seen the snail before. Uh, Snail, I keep saying snail. Ever seen the clam before? Like, I've had clams. Clams work out. Why wouldn't you have a clam? So I take in the clams. I, I put l- it I p- like clams. I put it in my tank and the clams do their thing. When you put a freshwater clam, you drop it in the tank and they'll flop to the bottom any wish way. I'm a sand guy, and clams do very well in sand. So what will happen is they'll stick their tongue out, they'll write themselves, and then they'll almost like 75% bury this themselves just to leave a little tip outside the sand. Just and they'll do this in gravel too, just sand's a little easier for them. Just a tip. Just, just a little tip out there. Just a tip. So they can filter water in and out and feed properly. They're a lot of fun. So I got these clams, put them in the tank, and everything was doing fine, well, and dandy. Well, fast forward to a couple months later... And I had fish die and all this shit in my water column. Well, little did I know that the incorrect clam species, I'm gonna read this verbatim. Some clams reproduce by tiny microscopic larvae, which attach to the fish's gills, potentially causing whirling disease that may kill your fish. So my fish were acting sporadic, spinning like they were having seizures, and then just flat die. No kidding. So that was what was happening, is I got a bad clam species. They were were doing so well and healthy that they bred and released larvae into the tank, attaching themselves to my fish's gills, and completely eviscerated the tank. So if you're listening to this... Clams are fantastic, but get the correct clam. Live-bearing clams, otherwise the uh, common ones. I like uh, uh, Asian clams. The are commonly called gold clams, prosperity clams, or good luck clams. This I can never say this name. Jimmy, can you give a crack at it? Corbucula fulmanuma. I don't know. know. F- Fulmania. It again, golden clam, prosperity clam, or good luck clam. I will attach this inside of Discord. This is my particular favorite clam, and there it's attached in Discord. There's also another one that's a little lighter. The gold clam is more of a yellow species. This is a lighter white species. These are all fine to do. They will not have larvae that attach to your fish's gills. Learn the hard um, way there.
1: So I do have a, I do have a legitimate question here. Are these legal to bring into the U.S. Yep. as for the pet trade? No. Because I thought that you couldn't bring in clams anymore or anything like that.
0: I can get golden clams. Yeah, that's this, actually. The, gold, the golden clam is the prosperity clam. So yep. that is the one without okay. the problem.
2: Yep. Okay. Yeah,
0: because uh, some
2: of the wholesalers sell the golden clams, and they're available. They're not that expensive.
0: There are, most clam species, actually, are on lists, especially such as zebra mussels, stuff like that, because clams do very well in cold water. These Asian clams, I've had them die in colder water. I don't actually know what their uh, temperature range is because I just use them in any of my aquariums and they've done fine. As long as I'm not doing a full-on cold water, you know, koi tank and putting them in my pond outside for them to freeze over the winter, uh, I haven't had too much of a problem. But again, I know they didn't. I had a clam in my, my pond, definitely died in the fall before even begin freezing.
2: Now, i got a quick question on, on clams, because on snails, if a snail goes bad in your tank and you have a small enough tank, it will take out your tank, because snails are just hideously, when they die, they just reek and they just do havoc in your tank. Are clams are the same?
0: You're getting to my second uh, screw-up. So, <laughs> as I I've, as I've, uh, have that tank, have to completely bleach that tank out, start over, I get the correct clams and the correct clams do very well. They breed uh, decently slowly. They're a lot of fun. They do move around the tank, and they filter your tank very well and keep the water column clear for you. Uh, however, if they die, you have to inspect your clams. If you see a clam in there and you haven't seen a move, you don't see any current right. around the clam, that clam probably is dead, and you should grab a stick and do a check. Because when they do crap out, they are like 12 snails that died in your tank. They will co- they will toxify the water column and have a smell worse than any dead snail. So what you're saying is you should take your stick take your and stick. poke your clam. Poke your clam. Here's the, here's the test. If you're having a, a, the clams, at least the Asian clams that I recommend, you can just move them. And they'll immediately stick their tongue out to rebury themselves. It's pretty easy to see that uh, that clam close. Anytime you touch them, they'll collapse and close their shell in defense. So very easy to check to make sure that they're dead or not. But sure sniff that, that clam, poke the clam, you know, with your do you, stick. Uh,
1: do you have to feed them anything special if they filtered all the food out of your water for columns or no? If like, do you have to put like that liquid filter feeder food or anything like that some
0: people do the liquefied stuff i've never done it and i've had great success with clams but here's what i do if i'm using pellet i'm taking a little bit of the pellet every feeding and i'm purposely crushing up a pellet if i'm using flake it's easy just to take your finger and and crush up that flake and they will grab pieces of flake out of the water column that's, uh,
1: that's i would what like I to have a clam person on here this is kind of an interesting part of the. I've never thought of them as as a fish keeping. You know what I mean? I
0: bred clams. I have kept keep. clams. I don't want to consider myself as a high end expert, but I've had a lot of experience with clams. Clams can be fantastic. Huh? Clam tastic. Clam tastic. Are we gonna? Are Good you one, gonna, Dan?
1: Now here's a question: Will assassin snails attack them? Good question.
0: No, they will not because they the clams close up. They they have their own defensive system, and assassin snails will not bury through the clams. Now I have not tried that with the. Horde of assassin snails. Uh, uh, I've tried that with a normal amount of assassin snails. So, for those that are listening, you know, that heard the first story of the podcast, they hunt in packs. Maybe they'll take down your clam, but I haven't had any
1: problems with that at all.
2: I have several different things to say, and none of them are appropriate politically correct.
1: Did Did somebody get
0: (laughs) clams on the half
1: shell? Did somebody get a bingo, by the way? Did somebody what? I'm just wondering if somebody got a bingo.
0: Oh, you never know. Hop on uh, Discord, find the bingo card, You know, listen to every episode, use it as a drinking game if you want, if uh, that's something you partake in legally. Legally. <laughs>
2: legally. Yeah, because drinking is illegal everywhere. Yep, clearly.
1: But yeah, um,
0: anything else, Adam?
1: No, I, I think that's it until I get on a new watch list for something or other.
0: All right, I'm going to do... <laughs> I'm going to do a quick wrap-up before we end. We had a few listeners put in some of their uh, their stories here. So My biggest screw-up, I was doing a water change on my axolotl tank, which was upstairs. My neighbor came over to tell me there's water flowing out the front of his house. <laughs> <laughs> my GD Victoria Falls, because my dumbass completely forgot I was filling a tank. Note to self, no more drunk water changes. Definitely almost got a divorce after creating Victoria Falls out my house. Thank you, D. Fisher. That was that was definitely a screw-up to share. That has happened to all of us. Next one by Snalm. Biggest screw-up. I had a two and a half gallon tank using guppy fry to remove paper towels that I was using as a filter media because I thought it was gross. Then I watched all those fried die in front of me? Must've, Why
1: did that? I never understood that.
0: Must have got sucked in... Oh, he was using the... It must have been a pre-filter.
1: Oh. And he watched them all get vacuumed up.
0: Alright, that's pretty pretty bad. Next one. Altered llama. One of my few mess-ups is when my husband was doing a water change in some of uh, his L-260 placos. I walked into the fish room and noticed the tank looked weird, only to realize there wasn't any water at all. He thought the siphon would break when the water would go lower than the python, but luckily we were able to save the flopping fish. I've definitely done that same shit. Yeah. We, we all yeah, have. We, we probably
2: sure. could do a whole, two podcasts just on things with pythons that have gone wrong.
0: Just water changes in general where yep. you forgot what's hey, going on. Hey, do they on. sell
1: pythons still?
0: Yeah. So I, I just got a brand new one. For those that are listening, oh, if, you're, nice. if you're wanting to do this Python auto change system, you can go on Amazon, I think, for like six to ten bucks. You can get just the replacement Python adapter tip so you can use your own garden hose instead of spending the $80 or whatever it is for the full kit. I tell you, I
2: was really impressed with the my store
0: that I, I was supplying went out of business
2: and I bought their Python from them. And the the hose now is not a very rigid hose, it's very flexible and very soft. And I was Ooh. really, really happy with that. And you can step on it and it doesn't it doesn't really I mean it still flows but it slows it down but I'm gonna clip this out
0: just for uh, you know out of context right there. <laughs> you know, it's really nice when it's soft. You can step on it, you know, it feels real nice in your hand. <laughs> So, if you're
2: wondering where to get information on on clams, just type in pornhub.com.
0: Call me. Call me. Call me, maybe. All right. Uh, another fail is not having lids in your tanks and fish room. Our red tiger cichlid, not reading that scientific name, by the way, named Jaws, well, they named it. That's the problem, problem number one, is our destin- a de- a designated trash disposal unit for guppy calls. One day she hopped over the tank where we had a new pair of our <laughs> elect- electric blue Acara that they just spawned. And man, it was a bummer coming home to find that the male Akara was dead, protecting the female. Luckily, she survived, and we put Jaws back with a very secure lid, never again going lidless. We call that topless. Topless. Yeah, uh, around the Aquarium Guys podcast. I mean, how many
2: times has your $2 fish killed your $100 fish, or your... Yeah. Or Adam, how many times has a, a rat, a $4 rat, killed a $1,200 snake? I mean...
1: Oh, all the time. All the time. All the time. And then, That's and why you give your rats is.
0: Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Oh,
1: man. Just looking through. And you know, you know what they always die, too? That right there is my favorite blank. Right. And 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 next day or within a week, dead. Right.
0: Uh, this one, by another one by D. Fisher. I lost $500 worth of discus recently. Still have no idea what happened. My vet did a n- necropsy? and didn't find anything discus plague is all we concluded to oh didn't know you could do uh you know autopsies on all right if i was a vet and somebody came in with a dead fish
2: i'd be going hell yeah i'll do that yeah i'll take your money yeah i couldn't figure it out, $200, figure it out $200, please. Well figure
1: out i'm just trying to. so i'm trying to figure out what would wipe out all the discus like was there any symptoms can is that guy still on here I'd like to ask him if there was any symptoms. Let's, let's take this offline.
0: Yeah. If you guys want to join the conversation, Discord's in the show notes. Come join. I believe that's the last one that we got. Thank you all for uh, coming. And if you like the podcast, please share it with a friend. Join on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash aquarium guys. It's in the show notes. Love your support. And please share it with a friend. Jimmy? You know? You want to play us out with your didgeridoo? No, no. I, I'm actually gonna go pro with
2: my didgeridoo. One
0: more toot, toot, please. One more, toot, one more toot. One right. more toot. Hold on.
2: Here we go. Not very good. Not very good.
0: Try good. Until next time. Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast. Please go to your favorite place where podcasts are found, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever they can be found. Like, subscribe, and make sure you get push notifications directly to your phone so you don't miss great content like this.
2: Don't send pictures of your junk unless your junk is amazing. You whore.
0: Hard cock. I electrocute myself. And I shat blood. Let's do it naked. Done. I just raped a spur for a week. (laughs) We are the world. Exactly. We are the people.
2: Has he been f***ing huffing a clown's ass or what? (laughs) Y'all can just, you know, all over me.
0: Stranger danger.
2: Because I'm damn near perfect. Mm -hmm. Pumpkin pie.